Welcome everybody to a Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind minicast. The first minicast uh, in probably probably three or four months. I am delighted to say that we will be talking about Cobra Kai. We'll be talking about the three seasons that finished earlier in the year uh, with a focus on season four. And joining me on this hallowed day... On the airwaves, for the first time, I have the the double dragon, if you will, <laughs> Imran Mirza and Stuart Giblin. Double dragon, I like it. Yeah, are we, is that our combined name? It's your combined <laughs> it's name. Our combined name. Do the three of us have a name? Streaks of rage. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I was going to say, if we're double dragon, if we get to the end of the podcast, do we have to fight each other? Like oh, you yes, know, the last nice. level. Good play. <laughs> okay. No, I don't, I, don't do that. I don't want to do that. I may not. I may not make it that far. So you, you'll be on. You'll be winning solo. Fair enough. Actually, I've I've nailed it, Stu. You and I are bad dudes, and Imran is Dragon Ninja. Fantastic. I accept. Sounds good to me. I accept this. Yeah, we have had a couple of missed opportunities to record, um, and I, I apologise for that. I should. This should have been what my third time recording with Stu. But um, uh, yeah, I, I I had to bail for different reasons and not knowing Stu was going to be on the episode, if I remember correctly. I think yeah. it was supposed to be some sort of like surprise, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. Time? yeah. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. I fa- I figured it out beforehand and just made up an excuse not to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan did this like elaborate sort of hoax. He, he sort of he, he wasn't going to introduce me properly, and it was only when you arrived. It was going to be. It was all very sort of. It was like Jeremy Beadle type, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it was like I was going to appear. Yeah, I was so pleased with myself and smart. Yeah. After about I don't know what, what felt like a few years of us talking about getting you on the podcast, that mm. I finally managed it. I thought, oh, Imran is just gonna—he's gonna blow a stack. And then right at the last minute, it didn't happen. Yeah, <sighs> I'm so sorry. But Even he, today, I think we've, we've got to address yes, the yes. brick in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Before we talk about Cobra Kai, I think right. we need to... Okay, uh, it was super quick. That. This It wasn't a karate-based thing. I can't think of... You're right, this was nearly the third time I had to cancel one of these recordings, which would have been... Yeah, I would have believed it if you... Um, if you guys said no, we don't believe you. But um, this, I can't think of a better story to sum up my child's uh, school. Uh, my 10-year-old daughter, I went to pick her up today and the teacher came over and said she injured her hand while while the children were collectively tidying the playground of bricks. <laughs> one, of the, one of the boys threw a brick. And not maliciously, which I take some solace in, he threw the brick and it went on her hand and her hand swelled up and they said, we reckon you should go to the hospital. Uh, I can't think of a better story to sum up my child's school than that. But um, there you go. But all was okay after x-rays and such. Oh, I'm so, glad everything's all right. I'm glad everything's all right. Thanks. Steve. Yeah, obviously. First, thing, <laughs> first things first, we're glad uh, she's okay. But... Why were there bricks? Yes, exactly. I don't know. I have I have no idea, and I don't know why the children in their lunch break would be entrusted to move them. That was a that was a supervised instruction. I have no idea. I have no idea, and it's just like wow. I, I'm, I'm so confused. But, I just um, imagine the teacher having to tell two adults, <laughs> two adult parents, that story. Oh, by the way, your daughter has. A, a, a swollen hand because it came in contact with a brick that probably wasn't thrown maliciously whilst the kids were out, you know, doing that thing that all kids do, uh, you know, 
hooking up <laughs> other bricks. I mean, well, you know, it's like it's like a kind of human Tetris or something it's, weird. Well, it sounded to me like a chain gang kind of thing. But I thought if she is <laughs> like, it's like punishment, isn't it? Like that's the tension in the 21st yeah. century that you go out there and you, oh, I don't know what I've been to, you know, something like that. Or like, but had she punched the brick and just destroyed it, smashed into smithereens, I couldn't have been prouder. But that didn't happen. As I understand it, the brick is intact which uh, is somewhat of a segue into our current conversation. <laughs> it, it, does sound, it does sound like the season finale in a, in a sort of co- Cobra Kai does, type show. That would be Johnny Lawrence's training to just throw bricks at you until you, okay. <laughs> until you smash them. The all-London playground brick smashing championship. <laughs> under 18, of course. Under, under, <laughs> under 11s. Under 11s. <laughs> Let's make it happen with with, with Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, sponsored by Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I, get, I better get us back back on track quickly. So, with the first admission that these guys hammered away at me for well, I don't know, at least a year in the sauna. No, it wasn't in the sauna. No, they they just were talking to me continuously about how I should watch Cobra Kai. And I think I, I caught a couple of episodes on YouTube back then. Yeah, it started on YouTube, right. which is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it was promoting um, the new subscription service that YouTube were doing. And I, I caught a few episodes, and I, I, it didn't really grab me. I, it, it was quite interesting that they'd reversed the, the, the kind of character tropes. So Daniel LaRusso was the, the dick, the douchebag. And Johnny was the the good guy, the guy everyone's rooting for. So it, it was a little bit interesting, but I, I kind of then let it slip, stopped watching it. And Stu and Imran gamely kept saying, look, no, 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 you got to watch this. You, you know, you will love it. You need to give it another chance. And I did. And yeah, I've been hooked ever since. So I think the first question... Um, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Stu first. Um, why do you think Cobra Kai is so successful, um, and what makes it different from other kind of recent franchise remakes? That's a really good question. I mean, I I absolutely love the show, as you know. Um, it's interesting you gave the history there because I think it got a much bigger audience, didn't it, when it moved over to Netflix? So lots more people sort of started watching it. Um, I think for me, why it's successful, I think it, I think it feels really authentic. Um, you know, you genuinely feel like you're catching up with these characters 30 years later, um, which I think is a big thing. You know, sometimes they do these things and they feel, I mean, we're all the same sort of age, aren't we? You know, we've all seen these TV spin-offs of films that, you know, I mean, I remember back in the 90s, they did uh, like Clueless, didn't they? And um Bill and Ted springs to mind and they always feel like a sort of slightly cheap knockoff of the film. Um, you know, like the sort of Tesco value version of, of the actual movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> whereas, you know, this, this, this Cobra Kai, I do, I, you know, I think it, it feels very genuine. It's got the same soundtrack, hasn't it? It feels like the quality kid. Um, it's a bit cheesy at times, but it, it never goes into parody. Um, it, uh, one thing I think it does really well, you know, it, it does pay fan service, but it doesn't do it just for the sake of it, if you know what I mean. Everything it does has a reason. Um, and it does a lot... I'll shut up in a minute, but it does lots of like non-obvious things, if that makes sense. You know, um, the way it handles backstories. You know, I'm jumping around a bit with the series, but, you know, in the last series, we all saw young Terry Silver, didn't we, for example? Um, you know, all we knew about that character really was that, you know, Chris said, oh, you know, you saved my life in Vietnam. And we all kind of imagined that he probably pulled him out of a ditch or something or got him to hospital. But the actual backstory <laughs> they created, I mean, you saw it, didn't you? The backstory of like yeah. fighting in that snake pit. I mean, it was just like, you know, if you saw it written down on paper, it sounds like crazy, but and you think that'll never work. But they just made it so good, you know, that that kind of thing, you know. Um, and, and also, I mean, on that point, well, you know, I sort of scribbled some notes before, you know, Similarly with the Star Wars, you know, the original Star Wars, we, we knew, all we knew about the past was what they sort of throw away comments, didn't we? And we all had like an idea of what that might be. And when we finally got to see it with the prequels, 
you know, in my opinion, it was worse than what we imagined. <laughs> you know? Massive um, yeah, yeah, I would not against that because I think Dan might, you know, that might take the show over because I know you've got strong feelings about that. <laughs> um, but what, I think what Cobra Kai does, they, they take that backstory and just make it so much better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I concur. And I should really call it a continuity rather than a remake. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mr. Mirza, what say you? I, I don't know, like, why it's... Because it's crazy popular, like it's really popular, and like people that, like like Lisa's friends watch it, and I, you know, and it's kind of they're like, oh, I love Cobra Kai, and you know, you're like, wow, okay, this really cool. And I'd love to know what the sort of metrics were for it, because in in a way, you'd think it was really just designed at people like us, like a show uh, for people that you know have you know heavily uh, nostalgic kind of tendencies to, to shows that they grew up with on the in the 80s shows and films you know uh from the 80s and i'm it's one of those things where i i kind of ask this question well to stick on the star wars thing but like it's kind of like when it comes to those movies who's who who watches them from a demographic kind of perspective and i'd like to know like is it people who grew up with you know a new hope empire and return is it that kind of people that watch those kind of movies do you know what i mean people that you know have a history with it and that connection with it because it relies on things that you have to know about you know previously if you're watching episode seven eight nine you have to understand what's happened what's come before it and i think with cobra kai it's kind of my same question i'm very curious i've never looked at metrics about it or anything but you know that obviously they have younger uh cast members and a lot of the show revolves around um those you know their dynamic and relationships and such but i'm I'm very curious to know who is kind of watching it is it just you know guys in their 40s who just grew up with the karate kid and have a real connection to that particularly that first movie you know or is it just something people look at like oh this is you know this is fun and just haven't explored the movies further you know where they came from but i i don't know i, th- I think um I think it's kind of it's it's fascinating how it's it's gone how it's how it's become such a popular thing and I yeah I, I agree with Stu it it does I think seasons one and two straddled that line between kind of brilliance and cheese very well <laughs> I think season three I'm sorry to say and I don't mean it in a necessarily well maybe I do but I think season three stepped over it a little bit into a little <laughs> bit too much cheese. I mean, Johnny Lawrence curing, um, um, uh, oh gosh, oh, uh, the, uh, his young student of, of Complaint. Um, oh, was it Miguel? No. Miguel, Miguel, Miguel yes. yeah, yeah. Him yeah. kind of curing his, his paralysis with, uh, I don't know, porn mags and rock music. It just yeah, isn't yeah. really, you know, I was like, well, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't cure his paralysis. <laughs> he kind of did. No, he, he did. No, he, 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 he he gives him the most amazingly quick rehabilitation. Yes, it was freakishly is, quick. Yeah. 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 But before that, you, you've got to know that uh, they got some guy from, I don't know, somewhere abroad, let's say, who had a experimental <laughs> surgery <laughs> yeah, right. in inverted commas that miraculously, um, you know, worked and gave this guy who no no but i don't believe that was the case i don't they didn't say it was successful and he'll be fine i seem to remember it being look he He may never walk again and johnny's like hey get put the acdc on we're gonna turn this around yeah and it was like (laughs) well no i I, this is insane um but there was a couple of those moments i thought in season three where it's just okay we've gone a bit too far into this strange world now I think you're right. I can think of another example. I'd forgotten about that, but that that was ridiculous. I mean, the the, one, the other bit in that season I thought was where it's got a bit silly, but but I quite enjoyed it. By, by the same token, when Johnny and uh, Daniel sort of teamed up and became it became like a buddy movie, you know? right? Were they looking for the the sun or something? That's it. They Robbie. went out, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. And then they got yeah. into like a big fight in, yeah. like a, in a backstreet garage. Yeah. And it was like. It was like for one minute it was Cagney and Lacey, the next minute it was, <laughs> you know, it got a bit silly, didn't it? Where they there was like all those huge guys and they were like they all got beaten up and yeah, it, it didn't seem very believable, did it? And no, no. Um, but but that's the thing about it, as I think it does, it 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 kind of knows what it is, 
it, it's very, you know, I don't know, what's the self-referential? Yeah. There's a lot of knowing nods to the genres that it, it kind of, it, it gently, as you say, it doesn't quite parody. It, it gets quite close to it, but it, mm. it, it gently sends itself up. It sends those genres up. Mm. I mean, I was... I was actually talking to Roth about this and I was saying, you know, because traditionally he, he does the uh, mini cast with me. And I said, oh, you know, we're, we're doing one on Cobra Kai. Have you, have you watched it? And he's like, oh, no, no, I haven't seen it. And the only thing I could say to him to recommend him watching it was the fact that there's an enormous karate riot in a school. <laughs> that, <laughs> Is one of the most ridiculously choreogra- yeah. choreographed yeah. fight that you'll ever see with with generations. I mean, these there are kids probably <laughs> probably the age of your daughter, yeah. Imran, yeah. fighting yeah. brutally in a school. And and I, I found as soon as I started trying to explain that to him, I was just like, "What am I talking about? How is this good? How how is this a recommendation? A load of children kicking the living shit out of each For other for a really long time with a, no teacher in sight, like nobody. It was insane. It was an amazing scene. Like honestly, all credit to them, Choreo- choreography wise, it's incredible. But yeah. it's like, okay, hang on. Couldn't we have done this off of the school? Yeah. Like where, like it would have been okay that there was no interruption. And like, that's where yeah. I think it's got a life of its own because you you would never have seen that in the original movies, would you? Something right. like that. <laughs> right. You know, it, it it that's where. But I, I, but in a way, it kind of. I think it's updated the format, hasn't it? You know, it's kind of. Yeah. Um, it's a people expect a bit more now, don't they? You know, like I'm sure. You know, you've you've done this in man where you've sat your kids down and said, "Oh, this is a great film." And you watch it, and they're they're just really bored. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because things have. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, maybe that would make a good show. You know, stuff that hasn't aged very well. Um, I I show. I'll give you an example. I showed my son the trailer of the Christopher Reeve Superman the other day. Oh wow! He thought, okay. He thought he thought it was hilarious, and I don't mean. <laughs> I don't mean in a good way. Do you know what I mean? He was oh just like, my God. this is terrible. It's like, what? It's like, you know, the bit where, he, you know, that special, <laughs> the one special effect they were really proud of at the time was when he was running uh, next to the train. And wow. I remember seeing like a documentary as so, like, they tried like five different ways of doing it to get it right. And the one they got right is the one they're really proud of, but it looks like terrible by today's standards, you know. Um, I think he's on like wires or something, you know, it really it just, he's not even running, he's sort of floating, you know. But my son was oh. just like laughing all the way through the trailer, you know. But kids, I think, you know, or we all actually, you know, we all expect a bit more, don't we, from things. We expect more action. We expect mm. more, you know. And yeah, that's, no, that's a I fair think, point. Yeah. And I think Imran mentioned about, you know, there's a lot of obviously young characters in it. You know, I thought I'd never buy into that. But they've somehow got, got a really good balance, haven't they, where you actually care about these characters yeah. as well. Because like we're well, all fans of Daniel and or Johnny or whatever, you know. Um, but they make you actually genuinely, because they're sort of, they're in it enough, aren't they? But the balance is is, is just right, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually what I was going to um, pick on in terms of a point, because the three of us and a lot of our friends have had the conversation over and over about how we think some of our beloved kind of franchises and films should be revisited. Mm. And the... The first time you talk about something like The Goonies, it's like, okay, The Goonies will star the adult versions of the kids in the first film, and it will be their kids going on an adventure. And it's the same with Ghostbusters. And even if you if you believe all the rumours that Ghostbusters 3 was supposed to be the next generation, but it was still supposed to star the original cast, sort of handing over the you know, handing over the banner. And I think that is quite a common theme if you talk to people about any any kind of teen-based uh, film or franchise or, or even, well, it doesn't even have to be a teen-based one, but it tends to, it, it always tends to focus on the fact that, that if, if they were going to remake that film, it will always star the progeny of the original cast or they're somehow moving to the next generation. Um, and obviously with, with Cobra Kai, 
it's I think possibly the first example where they've they've done that in in an almost seamless way while still keeping mm. the core cast and they keep bringing in more and more members of the the, the cast from the original film mm-hmm. um and evolving everything and kind of adding layers which is i don't know i i guess it's something i didn't think i'd ever see in no. in a, certainly not in a tv series you kind of expect it in in films but i don't think there there's many um, films that have been adapted to TV shows. I mean, I know, Stu, you mentioned uh, Bill and Ted, you mentioned mm. Clueless. I remember Teen Wolf, which was just weird. It was more like Twilight. It was so... The quite close, recent like... one, the, the quite recent Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never actually got to see that, but I know it's a completely different feel, isn't it? And Yeah. It's yeah. more like it's more like Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer. That's yeah. exactly... The, they, they saw the success of that, and they yeah. said, well, okay, what light... You know what license can we convert and, and maybe do it a, a kind of male focus rather than uh, you know a girl. But um, it's interesting what, what you say, Dan, because I I'm we've all read a lot of interviews with you know the people involved in um, Cobra Kai, and I'm, I'm sure I've read somewhere that um, you know Ralph Macchio he has had offers over the years to to do another film, and I you know. Obviously, we don't know what those scripts were, but I guarantee there's like a million scripts where he <laughs> trains his son, who's in, who gets bullied at school. You know, like the really obvious like story yeah. that's exactly the same as the original. And I thought they tackled that quite well in Cobra Kai because they made his actual son a complete gaming slob, didn't they? Who's not interested in sport. <laughs> He's like yeah. beyond an afterthought as well. He's like, he's like, I think they haven't they just axed him. I think he's just, just been just removed. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. But, but obviously, his daughter is continuing the sort of lineage of the Miyagi karate and what have you. You know, so they have kind of done that, but it's not a focus, is it? You know, yeah, it's not the, the, the classic handing over the baton, and you know, uh, I'll tell you what. I just go slightly off topic. There is, if you Google this, I, I, this is true. There is, there is one. Um, synopsis they did reveal of, of a way they did try to bring the Karate Kid back and I cannot believe it. Just when I say it, go off and Google it. They were going to make a <laughs> film with, which was a crossover with Rocky. Um, no. apparently, apparently there was a script and it turned out somehow in this crazy universe that um, Daniel was related to Rocky Balboa. Apparently no. there was talks. Google it. I saw it quite recently. They they were like got to meet up and have some. Well, they're both Italian American, aren't well, they? So yeah, they must be. Yeah, I, I, they came to the conclusion that they must be related or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so, what, what they were going to fight or? I I don't know whether the details there, but I did read there were there were talks of a of a sort of crossover movie. Their fate, they're distantly related, and yeah. But I suppose you're right. I mean, they. They're from the same background. It wouldn't be completely out of the realms of fantasy, but that's wow. a bit of a stretch. That one, you know. Um, so, I, I guess one one quick. So, to, first of all, just to give a very very quick opinion for me, I I enjoyed the films as a kid, but I wouldn't put them in my top ten or even t- top 20, 20 films of all time from my childhood. Like, I did, I did enjoy them, you know, and I know. I know how how fond of them you are, Stu and Imran. And on that note, I mean, I I, I much prefer the series to the films. But what are your things? Do you, do you think that the series surpasses the films, or is it? Do you think it's just more a a really solid continuity that you've enjoyed as much, if not more? Uh, to Imran, sorry. Um, I. Okay, so just to surmise, yeah, uh, the first film I know, oh, I won't speak for Stu, but I am speaking for Stu. We adore the first film. It would be in the top 20. It would be in the top 10 uh, of kind of our sort of our certainly childhood or 80s movies. And I know Stu and I, again, have a massive affection for Karate Kid 3, um, a heavily maligned (laughs) film, heavily maligned film for several reasons of which they are correct to malign it for. uh, But I won't go into that now. But um. But no, I, I think the show, to be honest, comp- I, I, I still it makes me appreciate that first film so much more because everything, practically everything. And this is actually the, the thing I probably should have said down to your opening question about why is it so popular? 
I think all of these dynamics that have come that the show is is rooted in, they all stem from the first movie. And it's almost like it's like the best foreshadowing. Not that it ever could have foreshadowed a TV show 30 years later, but like it's you have all these dynamics and you have this. It culminates into a fight at the All Valley Tournament. And it's kind of looking at how Daniel and Johnny's lives move on from this moment. From the for Johnny, the disappointment, the, the you know the high expectations that he's had, the kind of the bullying that he's had to to put him there, and the now the subsequent failure and the embarrassment for Crease that it's failed. And now let's examine that one person's life following this moment, and it's gone downhill. For Johnny, it, for, excuse me, for Daniel, it's the greatest moment in the world, and it has built his confidence, and he is deserved. He's he's deserved this moment. He's you know he studied karate for two weeks leading into this, <laughs> and he's worked really hard. Don't forget well, the ninety second montage. Yeah. <laughs> well, for like, I think it was two months, but you you end the montage. But you know he's he deserved it. He was he was bullied. He was treated badly. Mm. And he's got this moment and the, you know, he's formed this amazing bonds with this, his teacher, and it's given him the confidence and the strength to have a great life subsequently. But and it, this, you have this show that's clearly, which we know is, is written by fans, but it's almost like they've studied that film, particularly the first film, and looked at every single thing that went into it, every decision, everything that a character does. And they've built a show off of that. You know, and it's made me appreciate like all these dynamics and threads and these characters that come back and these bitter rivalries and these resentments of these people that can't let things go. It all stems from that movie. And it makes me appreciate the movie so much more because you wouldn't have the show without it. Not just because it's, you know, a continuation of it, but it's a continuation of that same story. And I find it fascinating. I keep, you know, when you have a great moment in the show, I keep harking back. And I'm like, all of this, look at this show. We're entering its fourth season, all from an hour and a half movie, you know, what, 30 odd years ago. And it makes me appreciate the film so much more. Hmm. Wow. Good, good answer. Um, the one thing I'll, I'll just quickly add before we come on to your, your opinion, Stu, is the interesting thing that they, they did with uh, the whole backstory of Johnny, especially in that film through the flashbacks, is completely humanize him yeah. and make his side of the story so much more, so much, you know, uh, so different to how, you know, it, it's almost like you're seeing the same film again but this time you're not seeing the edited version. Right. So you're getting both sides of the coin, which was, which is pretty interesting because uh, especially, I don't know if you guys have, are, are particularly fans of how I met your mother. <laughs> yeah. What? I've watched bits of it. I, I can yeah. appreciate it. I haven't watched every episode. Yeah. No, I, and again, I'm not, I'm not a, a fanboy of that series, but I did watch. Um, I think I don't know if it was just one episode or a couple of episodes where they focused on. Uh, there was an obsession with one of the characters. Barney loves Johnny and believes he's the star of Karate Kid, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of kind of storytelling from different angles that makes Johnny seem yeah. far more kind of believable and heroic and it's almost as if someone has watched that series when writing Cobra Kai when they started off and thought do you know what that is a brilliant idea so I really do have to give credit to that show for yeah no I completely agree yeah I I saw that when he talks about his favorite film about one young kid's struggle to you know to make it through being bullied and at the end he loses and the guy's like what are you talking about he loses he wins because no Johnny's the karate kid he's like no he's not (laughs) what are you talking about Daniel's the karate kid because Daniel he's the bully who steals his girlfriend and gets him in trouble and everything like that it's a great it's a great um uh great uh Scene. yeah i know i love the, the take on it It was hilarious Did, didn't in that series is that oh no I'm, I'm getting confused what was um was it big bang theory that, that spoke about the fact that um indiana jones has no bearing on the plot 
of Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's a similar yeah. kind of yeah. The, the idea of just looking at something slightly different. There. Yeah, yeah. Is um, I don't know if I'm getting this wrong, but in, you know, you know the uh, the movie Ted. Hmm. Isn't isn't Johnny in that? Don't they talk about Johnny being the hero? I swear I've that there. I can't remember to be honest. I can't remember. I swear that there's a number of different uh, kind of culture points shows where they they talk about Johnny being the badass and the, the guy that you root yeah. for. Yeah, there was so, a famous article that as well that I've read, read that was an inspiration for it as well, which I think was it was on social media. I think it was on like Reddit or something, and it was talking about it, you know it was basically the plot of Cobra Kai. It was basically saying was I think it's called was Daniel the bully, um, <laughs> and I think that might have sparked their imagination as well. Um, but can I can I just say so picking up on that point? I mean, I I remember reading about this before it came out. You know, when they announced it was being made at Cobra Kai, and my initial reaction was that won't work for me personally. Mm. Um, I, you know, because it actually said they're making a series from the point of view of Johnny, and because you know, again, we're all the same age now. If you think back to like I don't know, circa nineteen eighty-five or something, you know, Johnny Lawrence was like in our heads, he was so bad, wasn't he? You yeah. know what I mean, he was up there to me. I think of like Johnny Lawrence. I think of Darth Vader. I think <laughs> of I think of I think of Clubber Lang. You know, all these people. All these people that we all used to go like, God, he's so terrible. He's so evil. <laughs> and like, I was still in that mindset. I was thinking, I'm not going to be interested in hearing Johnny's point of view. You know, to me, right, it was like hearing they're going to make a series that's going to humanise Darth Vader, you know. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, after all that Death Star business, he, he semi-retired and went and worked in a garden centre and... <laughs> He was on the PTA and did a lot of charity work. You know, I'd be like, "Nah, that's not happening." You know, but that, that's exactly the question: Is Chris Palpatine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> anyway, what what product does that guy use? He doesn't look any different to the films. You know, Chris. Yeah, amazing, what's he been right? using on his skin? You know, the guy's like he doesn't age. You know, he must. I think he's about seventy-five, isn't he? That actor. You know, he's, he's, you know, he, he probably is. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I never thought the concept would work, you know, and I must be honest, I'm probably a bit like Dan, actually, you know, I remember watching, I think they let you watch two or three episodes, didn't they, on YouTube for free to try and yeah. get you to subscribe. And, it, and I must be honest, I wasn't totally sold. I was interested in it. It was almost like I was watching a documentary or something about their lives now to start off with. <laughs> but then when you when it came onto Netflix is when I watched it seriously, and then it gets good, doesn't it, when you give it. You only, only have to give it a couple of episodes, you know. Yeah. Um, once you invest the time in it, you're like, you're, you're totally hooked, aren't you? I think so anyway. But on um, that, like, how how good? I, I to me, Johnny is the is the kind of the runaway star of the show. I think yeah. he's his old. Well, I only have one qualm with him. I think ultimately his his performance is great. Uh, I think he's hilarious, and I you know he's you instantly like him. I think they they have made him really um, sort of likable and relatable, and you really root for him. But I think that, that there is a weird kind of. Uh, tone that they struck when it came to to kind of creating him where they basically said let's pretend we took him from the 80s and he's missed all the years and he doesn't know yeah, what a laptop yeah. is and doesn't know what the internet <laughs> yeah, is true. and it's like yeah. how does he not know these things like you don't have yeah. to have all this all this stuff but you know to just throw things at a computer and go turn on turn on it's like what is yeah. what's happening again i think that was that's the part of it that doesn't quite work yeah yeah because actually in the first couple of episodes wasn't his job fitting flat screen tvs <laughs> yes. So, yes. i mean that's yes. in the bigger scheme of things that's a relatively new technology is it a flat screen tv so he, he he knows what a flat screen tv is but he's never used a computer well we never actually found out he he probably thought they were microwaves or something oh, <laughs> <laughs> we probably don't know what he thought they were He's <laughs> really good at getting him on the wall, though. Really good. He's never like sent an email or, or used Facebook or social yeah, media. Yeah, Facebook. It's, oh my god. Really yeah. Take it to the extreme with with him yeah. being a, a massive technophobe who who, as you say, has missed the last fifty years. Yeah, it's super <laughs> weird. But I think it goes back to Imran's point, doesn't it, about where their lives have gone? It's almost like I think they're just really hammering home the point that it's like he, you know, like. Um, almost like Miss Havisham type, you know, like his life stops at that point, you know. <laughs> and Imran, I know you, comparison. That's so I know, good. I know you know that reference, I Imran, because my memory's coming back to me now. We used to talk about all these <laughs> yeah. classic novels and, yeah. 
And the book club that you didn't invite me to. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. Uh, we did have a book club, but I brought the Argos catalogue along for the first uh, for the first meeting and uh it, and tidbits. It, yeah. It never went anywhere. <laughs> so, so I guess one of the things I was gonna bring up is it, essentially you've we've now had three seasons and we've had a lot of kind of well I guess they they've had there was one tournament and now we're coming back to the same tournament and we went from having two different dojos and there's now is it three? Oh gosh, well there were yeah. three at one point. They've merged, haven't they? It's I was thinking about this on the on this before no, guys, I was two. like, how many are there? There's Eagle Fang, isn't there's there? Eagle <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this. Oh. Can you? Sorry, what what year is it? <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Eagle Fang have merged with Miyagi Do. Miyagi Do. It does feel like we're all and children in the playground. It does. And Cobra Kai is now the. This is spoilers for people, so yeah. we probably shouldn't be saying this. But yeah, Cobra Kai is now the other dojo that they're the the Eagle Fang and Miyagi Do Joe are up against. And it's kind of weird because there's been a lot of characters who who have essentially switched sides, and one minute they're the good the good guys and girls, and next minute they're they're bad, and next minute they're good again, and now they're bad. But I think the the interesting thing about these last three seasons is, I just you know you've got obviously. In, in the trailers, they're very much signposting that there's going to be another fight in in the tournament, and it's high stakes. But I just kind of feel like, where, how are they going to bring this together? Because you've got, it, it, even if you 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 take away the adults, remove their story arcs, all these kind of kids who are being led essentially by the adults and their agendas, they, they're they all, there's a level of innocence to all of them. Like they're all quite, I don't know, they're quite interesting characters that everyone, I would say to some degree, wants everything to work out for them and they turn out to be okay. Hmm. So I'm like, how on earth, when they're all on different sides, are they going to have this fight? Are, are the, the bad guys going to, somehow get their comeuppance and all these kids end up okay it's such an extraordinary build-up that they're gonna have to you know bring to a crescendo in season four yeah what are your guys thoughts on that uh Imran starting with you no idea I completely understand <laughs> like I honestly have no idea how you how you how, how you know from I guess from a creative standpoint how they're gonna tie this up I mean this hasn't been billed as like the final season or anything has it no, but no, it's the, it is already, a huge build up, though, isn't it? But, yeah, they've already greenlit um, a fifth season, I believe, wow. before the fourth one had even finished uh, so, filming. Well, I guess I mean, the, I I suppose your the logic would be that Robbie kind of comes to his senses in time, you know, for the end. Of, but you need a fight, you know, and someone's yeah. going to have to win it. And I I don't know what you know what that does. I suppose Cobra Kai in a way have to win. But I forget what were the stakes. Haven't, haven't they put like conditions on it? Like if 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 one dojo wins over the other, like is something yeah, they has have to, to close. I think they have they? to close. Have to close. Oh, so, right. Okay. Yeah. So what do you you know? I guess it is. It does seem like it's the season, like the show's finale. Like I don't know where it where the show goes from there. Mm. But um, they've made a bit of a. They sort of created a bit of a monster, haven't they? Because there's so many different story <laughs> arcs, and you know, like it's not. Daniel versus Johnny is it is you know it, is it Samantha and Tori is that a yeah. name you know the yeah is yeah. it Miguel and Robbie yeah or, I don't know will Daddy and Johnny get back in the uh, on the mat <laughs> you know it, it, <laughs> who knows you know and, yeah. and we we've got Terry Silver coming Fantastic. back as the you know in, in person rather mm. than just his He's uh, such child a great himself yeah, yeah. Uh, which is. Is bizarre. I think we had a. Did we not have a conversation about it, uh, Stu? You and I, Animan. I think we were talking about it. And we, 
and none of us believed he would come back because he, he. I think we did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, as Imran pointed out earlier, I, I think three is the best film. You know, <laughs> oh wow, the best film, amazing. I, well, actually, no, actually, if, I think one's the best film, but three is the one I I quite often like. Three's fantastic. Know, you know, you're doing a bit of cooking. I, I watched the uh, I watched the training sequence. Or the, uh, <laughs> Or you know, or Brilliant. a little bit, you know, the little clips you get on YouTube, just inspirational. Yeah. If I'm making a lasagna or something, or, <laughs> um, but if you're trimming yeah. your bonsai tree or anything like that, that's, <laughs> that's what well, I made an interesting observation. Right? Do you know the uh, '80s or '90s cartoon series, The Raccoons? I do. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, do you know, do you know Cyril Sneer? Vaguely. <laughs> 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 so basically he owned a factory and was always dumping toxic waste in the forest <laughs> yeah you're gonna so say he's terry silver he is terry silver that's basically who that who that character was based on what really <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. but it would be amazing if it was <laughs> i i always um yeah i wonder how you know that I wonder how, I don't know how they, I mean, that's how they pulled that off with Silver, actually, because he's so ridiculous, isn't he? But, um, you know, in that film, but for some reason, you you like it, you know. Can, can I just make a quick Karate Kid 3 observation? This Go is on. specifically the place to do that, so yes, you can. <laughs> there's, there's one bit, I know, I know we're talking Cobra Kai, but there's one bit in Karate Kid 3 that I think is absolutely genius, right? You know where Miyagi finally faces off against uh, Silver and Crease, uh, you know, that big scene. In the dojo, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit, right, like I remember watching it as a kid where like Miyagi walks in and you could just see his shadow and the two of them looking at him. And us as all, the audience thinks, I'm not sure he's gonna I'm not sure he's gonna pull this off, you yeah. know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there's like what they do is really clever, and I think they do a lot of this in like Cobra Kai. They just put the camera on Daniel's face at that point. And you can see he's thinking the same. It, you watch it again, and it, he's yeah. thinking exactly what the audience. You know, you think you know a bit like I don't think Daddy's going to pull this off, you know. <laughs> so like you know, and, uh, and he obviously he does because he's Miyagi. But um, you know, that's they put a little bit of doubt in your mind, don't yeah. they? That they might have all both walked off with the you know with a black eye or something, and sort of said, "I oh, don't worry about it, Miyagi." You know, you know. But no, he kicks their asses. Obviously, yeah. You know, yeah. For me, for Karate Kid Three, um, it, it's that it's that <laughs> final. Uh, that final fight, which I think is is just fantastic. Like you know, when Daniel's just getting his, his butt handed to him. The actual then, tournament fight. The tournament yeah, fight, yeah, but yeah, yeah. the very end when uh, Miyagi kind of does his counsel to him, and he's on the floor, and he's like, "It's over, Miyagi. It's over. Yeah. I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid." And he, Aye! anyway, I'll stop now because I'll just yeah. my energy levels will go <laughs> through the roof. But it's it's one of my favorite movie scenes like ever. And, it's um, well written actually because he seems genuinely offended, doesn't he? That yeah, that, that you, you could lose through being offended. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It, it gets yeah. you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. can't think of many scenes that get me more g'd up than that. Like that's the most incredible thing. Yeah, actually, so, man, I'll, I'll ask so, you a quick question. Sorry, sorry, Dad, because I know you, you you've dabbled. You, you do you still train in martial arts? Or? Well, uh, I've 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 been a loyal Miyagi Do. <laughs> exponent for many years, yeah. Because I, no, the only reason I ask is I, I remember when that film came out. I can remember seeing it in the cinema. And I remember the final fight where he does the, and I remember there's a guy I knew, who I grew up with, who was, you know, into karate right. and stuff. And he's like, you wouldn't Not, win a fight, with no, Kata. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> like, like no. I mean, he wouldn't have stopped. Uh, I mean, there's like one out of thirty, one out of excuse me, one out of a million chance where he would stop and be confused. <laughs> Otherwise, he would just actually just hit him. Yeah. <laughs> but on that note, speaking of of that, Mike Barnes, right? Well, I'm my fingers are crossed that he's going to be a surprise appearance for this season. Oh, oh that that was my next question. Yeah. Actually, is who else do you think is gonna gonna turn up? Like Hillary Swank. What that about would be her? really interesting, wouldn't it? Like mm. if she would, I, I imagine they've asked her, but then there's not how for what premise is she there? Because she didn't meet anyone apart from Miyagi, did she? I, I think it would just be a point. Well, I say pointless. It's not pointless, but it would just be a, a random cameo. 
maybe like a slightly this is the thing they do in it they focus episodes on characters don't they maybe somehow focus in it on her for literally an episode well or they, they kind of did that with elizabeth shoe didn't they yeah, yeah. She, she's not she doesn't actually offer anything that was probably no. all she was prepared to do though to be honest i'm sure yeah. they would have loved to have had her as one of the main cast members to be honest but she mm. probably just went no i'll do one episode and that's it yeah have um, you seen the hillary swank film I've seen bits of it. I've never seen. I don't yeah. think I've never seen the whole thing. I've not seen that, and I've not seen the. Uh, I forget Will Smith. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is it Jaden? Jaden Smith. It. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I saw that. That's quite a good film, actually. If you sort of watch it, you know. Obviously, we're big fans of the originals and that. Like, if you just if watch, you watch it, it as a standalone it, film, it's quite blindfolded cool. with earmuffs <laughs> on <laughs> in a tunnel. I like it's how brilliant. they got. I like how they got Jackie Chan in that as well, because obviously no one can replace Miyagi. So, but they thought. We've got to get someone really big yeah. just to sort of because it's Jackie Chan. I think people just forgot that you know that, that made no comparisons because people love him in his own right. You know, yeah. um, to, to be fair, that is that is solid gold casting. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting that film because like you know, the choreography is brilliant. You know, it's Jackie Chan. <laughs> you know, it's much better than the originals. It looks like real martial arts. But well, they're, they're trying to get him yeah. in the Marvel universe. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah uh, for the, I always, I, I can't pronounce it. Is it Shang Chi? No, Shang. Shang. Shang Chi. Yeah. Shang Chi. Yeah. So the the sequel to that. Oh, really? Film, oh, right. Oh, yeah, they're trying to get um, him involved, which I, I am all for. Um, so okay, Mike I think... Barnes. Mike Barnes, then, yeah. We make. <laughs> oh, Mike Barnes. Can I just wow. say one character? I would. <laughs> can I just say one character? I would love to see in it. And you're gonna think I'm joking. I would. I'm not. I would love to see Ghost Miyagi. <laughs> CGI Miyagi. Yeah, like some sort of oh apparition in a dream or something. And I, I'm. I'm not. You know. I think that would be fantastic. And they could Daniel cut, like, to... Daniel could talk to him and they could cut in alternate words from different scenes from all the past movies. I have you. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, the Mr. Miyagi soundboard. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I'm sure they've got some old footage of him somewhere, like, you know, from Happy Days or something they could use. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot he's in that. Brilliant. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, wow. I don't know what to say after that. Um, okay, right. <laughs> back on back on topic. Uh, so we've covered other characters that you think will show up. So I'm going to slightly veer away from the whole Cobra Kai thing. We, we, don't worry, we can get back on it in a second. But if either of you were to make an 80s or 90s film franchise into a tv series what one would you pick starting with you Stu. i've got a few but i'll pick my top one i would love to see in the same vein as cobra kai same level of humor same balance of new and old characters i would love police academy no (laughs) (laughs) i would love to see i'm gonna say it back to the future Ooh, oh, wow. Wow. How, how what would like be the premise like every episode is a different place or they i don't know to be honest because that's oh. what i guess yeah but <laughs> you haven't written it <laughs> what the heck no Come but on, there is there is sure. can i there is an interesting point here because like, this isn't my idea but i've read this online that someone actually did pitch a new film but i did did someone made the point that if it was set in 2015 all the original cast could play their characters at the right age now um you know, because they were all supposed to be in their 50s, weren't they? Mm. In the future or 60s or whatever. Um, and then I think with a bit of de-aging, I don't know. And I, I, I just think it'd be fantastic. I'd love to see that. I, I don't know if it'd be different adventures or one story arc, but I would just... It's, you know, like like we said earlier, you never thought they could bring Karate Kid back, but they found a way of doing it. I would love them to put that same effort into like a Back to the Future show. But how would it... Would it be another generation? Because... They sort of did that in the second film. I, I haven't thought it through, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's if, just, if, it if makes me. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we all sort of catch up with these characters 30 years later with Cobra Kai, I just think if we could do that with Bats of the Future, I'd love that. You know, that's just a personal yeah, thing. That's um, a good one. Interesting. 
Iman? I, I, I couldn't think of one that hadn't already been done in one context or another. Bizarrely, the first thing I thought of wasn't a film franchise, unfortunately, uh, but the first thing I thought of was Saved by the Bell. And um, okay. they're actually doing it. Like it's yeah, entering yeah. its second season in in the current uh, format, and I haven't. I've seen a couple of clips on YouTube, and that's it. Seems fun, like, and I'm really happy that it's in the second season. So it is obviously doing okay. Um, bizarrely, I mean, again, Team Wolf springs to mind, uh, but then again, it's been done, um, and I, I haven't. I've honestly haven't seen a single second, so I couldn't comment about you know the, the the show but that ran for several seasons as i understand so it obviously yeah. did fairly well um sometimes i kind of toy with the idea of what a ferris bueller kind Ooh. of show would be like That's interesting uh, it, yeah. yeah like but again they, they did do one many years ago many years ago um did they? Did they? yeah yeah i think there was a, it you know it didn't do very well at all i don't think it even got to complete its first season but uh, they did try a ferris bueller thing but ferris bueller again it's like one of those things where you're kind of like it's broderick's role like you don't even yeah. you know i mean and broderick now playing it no i don't think that's a good idea um and someone else playing broderick's you know someone else playing uh ferris i don't think i want to see that to be honest so i yeah i, I don't get much i don't get much further with that thought but i, I thought imran was going to choose um adventures in babysitting yes. <laughs> so what, what would they be like they're still how would it work they all <laughs> that's a really I... interesting one that's a thank you for listening to that past episode by the way i was just showing that i that might have listened to some previous shows <laughs> Guys, have you both seen Succession? No. The series? No, no. Well, first of all, watch it. It's fantastic. But it's it's really funny because Cameron, uh, the actor who plays mm. Cameron, you actually forgot the name of, is in that. Yeah. And his character in that is exactly how you'd expect, expect Cameron to have grown up as. Oh, really? Wow. What's he like? Uh, I don't want to ruin it. Honestly, I think... I think you should both uh, you should both watch Succession. It's fantastic. It's one of the best. One. It, it, it's by the guy who did Peep Show. Yeah, it's yeah. got Will Ferrell um, is one of the producers, and it's just one of the darkest, kind of most offbeat kind of. Um, I guess you would call it a comedy comedy drama um, that's going. It, it is absolute the characters are just absolute solid gold but yeah i won't do any spoilers um i think i would (laughs) i would pick the goonies maybe that's one we've not mentioned it was on my list i mean it would yeah it would make a fantastic show wouldn't it so this is as them now as grown-up adults and stuff exactly so they they would it's kind of what we've been talking about um throughout that the original cast, they're all grown up, they're all responsible, they're all maybe not enjoying their life. They're 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 struggling and their kids their kids are trying to work out a way to kind of help. And and again they go on a series of different adventures. Um and maybe even I mean the, the thing about the thing about the Goonies, whenever, whenever I, I watch it, whenever I actually kind of analyse what happens in it, it's so ridiculously far-fetched. Mm. I think it would be amazing that if if a Goonies TV series was made, that everyone mocks the the grown-up versions, you know, the grown-up Goonies, and, and tells them that what they did what they found, the adventure they, they went on. No one believes them anymore. Mm-hmm. They think it's all lies because it's so ridiculous. And they're all bummed out because, you know, they had this incredible adventure. No one believes them. Even the kids might not believe them and think that their their um, their parents are a bunch of boring a-holes. And then suddenly one of them stumbles across I don't know, the map or something else to do with One-Eyed Willie, and they end up retracing the steps but going on a new adventure, and suddenly the parents who are these boring idiots that the kids hate become heroes, the kids become heroes, and and suddenly, you know, this this tale that even at the time we watched it was 
just ridiculously unbelievable becomes, I don't know, something kind of cool that's, and relevant again. I think that's a fantastic idea. It's a great idea. And I'll tell you what I was thinking, you know, you know, quite often you hear like where they want to get cast back together, but it's always, oh, we, you know, we can't get our schedules to... The good thing about the Cobra Kai uh, format is, you know, you, you have... They're not always on screen together, are they? You know, you have an episode that focuses on, you know, Elizabeth Shue's character, you know, you know, you could do that with the Goonies, couldn't you? You could have like an episode that focuses on one of the grown-ups and then, you know, they could probably come together for the finale, but they wouldn't have to share much screen time. I have thought of a slight plot flaw, though, if you don't mind me saying. Go for it. If they say, if the thing is that none of none of them believe the adults anymore, how do you explain, like, Uncle Sloth who came to the <laughs> Because at the end he said you can come and live with me now. Didn't he, didn't Chunk really? say you can come and live with me now? He like, does, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah he does. Uncle Sloth. Oh, yeah. um, but I mean, <laughs> respectfully, the actor who plays Uncle Sloth has, has now passed. God rest his soul. So at least he, you know, they they could have. I guess they could have uh, explained that by That's the true. fact that. Yeah. He he died shortly after, so yeah, no one believes that, that he really stayed with them. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, the, you, you got it covered. And that's the, a brilliant idea. No, it really is a good idea. That I mean, that's the sort of thing you <laughs> want to watch now, isn't it? You know, it's it's a bit problematic that one of them turned into Thanos <laughs> and killed fifty percent of the world. But you know, we'll have to write around that. It'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw throw it out there. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about um for Cobra Kai season four? Is there anything you're looking forward to? Is there anything you're not looking forward to before we before we wrap this up? Tournament, I suppose, for me and what they do with it. I mean, it's a tricky one that because I I suspect they'll leave it on a really annoying cliffhanger. Um you know, I maybe, think you're right. Yeah, I think they'll both, whoever fights who will do a Rocky too, and both get <laughs> both get knocked out, and no one knows what happened. And or maybe there'll be a riot at the tournament. You know, <laughs> in true Cobra Kai style. Um, Daniel gets his revenge on Terry Silver, maybe, and then Mike Barnes walks in oh. with Hilary Swank. <laughs> They're now married. <laughs> Do, do you both think, and this is the bit, I, it keeps going over in my head, but we haven't had a proper LaRusso versus Johnny fight. We right, it's a great had, point. We haven't had Johnny versus Crease or LaRusso versus Crease. I know, well, season three ended LaRusso like that. versus Silver. Huh? Well, season three ended with, well, the huge fight of the three of them, didn't it? With uh, at the Cobra Kai dojo with Johnny going to get his son and then he increased by it and increased yeah. the, the, the the weapons the knives from the thing it was like wait a minute what are you are you going to kill him is that yeah, where we were dark, didn't it? yeah it was kind of like, yeah. he was choking him out and stuff and yeah. i was like oh is this <laughs> where are we going now yeah but daniel turns up and that's it and uses what he learned he used didn't he use what he learned in oh um, yes from chosen that's right yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it's funny because uh, i kind of I, I like an hollywood interpretation of like martial arts to a and Kraken is very responsible for this, but they they make karate seem like it's a secret. And if you yeah. if they tell you the secret, you then you know how to do it. So Chozan, <laughs> when in that moment when Chozan, you know, takes, you know, disables him, basically, and he learned that in less than an afternoon. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. you could really I think he was do that. there for the day, wasn't well, it? Yeah, yeah. But, it, but I think it was, yeah, I think it was a lot less than the, the, yeah. the day, but he learned it and, you know, utilizes these moves on Crease. And subsequently, Crease is like, oh my gosh, like I can't move, sort of thing. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I went to Japan. All that years of training and he's never yeah. come across it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What yeah. did you, just off, slightly off, but what did you think of the, uh, the, uh, the Okinawa? Oh, I thought it was a great, um, it was great that they did it again. Mm, I cannot yeah. believe, I think you, Stu, said that the, the little girl that Daniel uh, oh, yeah, saved from Karate Kid 2, that is yeah. actually the little girl just, who appears in, in the film, in the show. And that's the same actress. Same, same actress. That. That is insane. Yeah. That was um, a but, good um, plot point as well, wasn't it? It was a great, kind of yeah, the day. She, That's right. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. I, I think um, a little bit more time there to 
yeah fully sort of there was probably more story to, to you could have spent more time there and had more of the more of the focus um on that i would imagine but um other than that i thought it was nice that they did it probably just a little bit rushed yeah yeah, yeah agreed but i i don't know how you found that throughout your lives there's uh, there's those moments like you know you're at work you're giving a high powered presentation and you're struggling a bit and then everyone around you gets out of these little drums yeah. and starts beating them. And then suddenly you just ace it. I mean, you know, I, I can't. There's so many examples of that throughout life. Where, yeah. Yeah. You I see, mean, incredible. I mean, now you're getting into Karate Kid 2 territory. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot wrong with that film, but we won't go into that. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I, I, I never really took to it. To be honest, and um, there is a lot, 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 lot wrong with it. The thing I don't like about that film is, okay, so Miyagi made him spend his college money, um, <laughs> took him off, took him off on holiday, and within about two days, he's in a fight to the death in an ancient temple. Yeah. It's like, what would that postcard look like to his mum? You know. <laughs> You know, having a great time, yeah. Miyagi's got me into a fight to the death again. Yeah. That moment uh, when yeah. where Daniel is challenged by Chozan to to you know step across the bridge, yeah. and Miyagi says to him, um, "You know, this isn't the tournament, yeah. right?" I, I thought I, I kind of expect Daniel to go, "Yeah, but you're going to call the police, right? Like because <laughs> you're you're not moving, and I'm I'm about to go and and, and get really my ass handed to me like to yeah. the death. So you're going to call someone, right? Like to stop this. Uh, oh, oh wait, you're not going to call <laughs> someone. You're just going to get a very small drum out. Um, did you coordinate yeah, this drum thing with everyone here? Like, how did they? Are they all? Everyone's got the drum. That's so crazy. That's so I never funny. really enjoyed that film as much. I don't know why. No. Not just for that reason, but it felt a bit... If That film, when you watch it now, feels like an episode of the A-Team. It's got like the sort of... There's like oh, the bad guys. Oh, wow. There's like the bad guys that take them off from the airport and then there's some sort of bad guy music <laughs> in the background and it all feels a little bit like far-fetched cartoony, that does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not that there was a cartoon of Karate Kid, wasn't there? I believe. Yeah, there yeah, was. was like, I never again. I don't really like animated versions of films. Like I don't like. There was a Back to the Future one, wasn't there? I, I never really. I mean, I know it's good, and I know you're a big fan, Dan. But I never really took to the real Ghostbusters. Oh, I loved. It. I loved the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. You you can't not. I mean, I I admit. <laughs> At the time, I never really understood why why the characters in real Ghostbusters weren't the same characters in the film, mm. even though they kind of were, but they'd replaced a few of them. Mm. I, it really it kind of messed with my teenage brain at that time. I was like, "Well, have they got different names then?" Yeah, yeah. a few of them. Venkman. Venkman's not in it, or is he? I no, don't he know. is. He, he's going... he's portrayed as a the the skinny one with a big curly quiff for some reason. Oh, That's right. Pete Venkman. Yeah, he's completely uh, right. reimagined. I think, yeah. I think they did mess with it. They they messed with it quite a bit mm. to the point, and obviously it wasn't voiced by the original actors. No, um, but yeah, I I always remember it. it, it, it I, again, this is my childhood brain just messing with me because I was like, why is this called the real Ghostbusters? Mm. Mm. What? What? Who were the Ghostbusters in the film? Were mm. they not real? <laughs> but Why did was... they call it that? Didn't you address that in your in the Ghostbusters podcast? I, Ghostbusters I think I did. Cast. Yeah, yeah, but I've simultaneously forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know they had a problem. So was at the start, when they were making it? Ghostbusters, yeah. they had a they had a problem getting the name, didn't right. they? Because oh, that was it. I think there there was, was already a, show, a TV wasn't it, series, a TV yeah. show. Yeah. So, right. so even though they got the film rights, right. the TV rights still fell to this other company, so they couldn't call it the Ghostbusters. I think that's why it was. Yeah. So that's why they added the word "real" to it. But it, it never made any sense. But right. yeah, but there we go. Um, okay, well, on that ectoplasm drenched <laughs> uh, bombshell, uh, <laughs> thank you to. Mr. Stuart Giblin and Mr. Imran Mirza for coming together for this 
Cobra Kai minicast. It's been a freaking pleasure, and we must do this again and not wait another, I don't know, 15 years <laughs> before I hit, get to hear your voices serenade me together. But yeah. <laughs> That's been- no, it's been brilliant. I've enjoyed it. I've massively bit. enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you. It's awesome to hang out with you, Stu, uh, in this way. Yeah, and also to yeah. be on a mini cast as well. I'm thrilled to finally get onto one of these as well. So, uh, oh, so yeah, thank you. yeah. yeah. You're, you're both mini cast virgins. That's not, that's not a sentence you hear very often, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been great. Nice. No, it's been fantastic. Pop that cherry. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Tune in again soon. Yeah, catch up soon, guys. See you later. <laughs> keep talking, Bye. Stu. Keep talking. Keep talking. Oh, gosh. Keep talking. Um, keep talking. They're listening. Uh, Dan, tell me about the real Ghostbusters. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably pressed up there. <laughs> He signed me up to the fight tournament Wait, what? You're joking They will leave me alone if I win But there's no way that I win He says, Daniel, son, I will train you Come with me, let's begin Wax on, wax off Paint the house and the floorboards This ain't training, this is manual labor At no cost I wax on, I wax off Paint the house